What you do, Sports Betting Nation? Ace is high here with you. It's our college football special. I know everyone's excited for it. I know the two men on my right and my left, Mr. Hardways, Mike, and the real Jay-Z, they're excited for it. Mr. Hardways, tell us, the fans, how happy you are. Well, I'm a Bears fan, so I'm happy that the Bears are winning right now, but I'm also a little bummed because everybody told me that Washington's defense was a really good play in fantasy football, and right now they're getting me a solid two points, so it's not so hot today. So enough NFL talk. I'm done with that for tonight. Let's move on to college football, shall we, gentlemen? Absolutely. I love that you kick off college football with a Bears update. Um, But what we're here (laughs) to talk about is college football week six. Our conference of the week we focused on this week is the Big Ten. You can catch our updates on Monday and Thursday. Preview a conference of the week and talk about some of the line movements. If you're not getting those emails, jump on those. Subscribe. Yep. Thank you, Aces, for bringing that up for uh, those of you that can follow on uh, YouTube. But as we've hit on this week, Big Ten, power running, defense, low totals. Um, the, the one high total, and let's, let's just start there, Ohio State, Maryland. 57, that's where it sits. Uh, Ohio State favored by 20 against Maryland, who is an undefeated 5-0. Um, this That's up to be, I think, a more interesting game than the spread dictates, especially that Ohio State's been a little inconsistent this year. Um, I don't know. What's your take, Cardways? Well, it's an interesting game to be sure. I think Marvin Harrison is coming into this game with an injury. Now, he's the wide receiver from Ohio State, one of their top playmakers. So that will be one to keep an eye on for sure. But a 20-point spread, this one has ticked up since we looked at it earlier in the week on Sunday when we were putting everything together. It has ticked up a little bit, although you can still get minus 20 at minus 110 over on DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see right now we've got the This Week in College Football page up. That is our go-to resource for everything related to college football and college football betting. In this case, We've got the Big Ten games up this week. We have a lot of games on by, a lot of teams on by this week. So that Ohio State-Maryland game, just at a quick glance, you can see the spread, the money line, the total, and then some statistics on these teams as well. Ohio State, as you said, Kyle McCord, he is not C.J. Stroud. He's not Justin Fields. He's not the world-beating, running, star quarterback that we've seen from Ohio State in the past, but he's still a pretty solid quarterback. This one, to me, 57 is a lot, but Maryland, Tualia, Tagovailoa, that team, pretty good there. I don't know. I kind of like the over in this game. That minus 20, though, that scares me away on either side. I'm, I'm not sure that Maryland's that bad. I think it will be closer, but any, any Ohio State can always just put up a ton of points. Do you have a lean on this game at all, Jay-Z? You know, I almost – I hate to say it. I almost like taking Maryland getting those 20 points. I mean, they're putting up points this year. I know – uh, Ohio State's giving up, what, 10 points? But again, when you look at their opponents, I know they've played Notre Dame, what, two weeks ago now? Obviously, good game, low-scoring game, which was interesting. Do you think that's how this is going to shape out? Do you think these two teams that are scoring over, what do you got there, uh, 30 points a game are going to just all of a sudden decide to both crack down and play defense? Yeah, I mean, you look, you look through the schedule, or you look through the statistics and the schedules here, you've got – 34.5 points per game for Ohio State, which does seem kind of low for a, an Ohio State team. And then 38.6 points per game for Maryland. But then you look at the opponent's points per game. This Maryland defense has taken a step forward. And then Ohio State limiting to opponents to 8.5 points per game this year. So this is one of those, well, okay, high-scoring offenses. But also, both have pretty good defenses there. 
Yeah, I'm not but, sure. But who have they? But who have they played? I mean, again, you can throw Notre Dame in there, obviously, and that game was a. I'm not going to say unique. It was a good back and forth game, but it wasn't. I'm not going to say typical for these teams because they do score yeah. points and put offense. I, I almost see it going a different way, you know, more towards this 57 they're saying. There's there's going to be points. This isn't going to be a, you know, 20 to 10 game. No, yeah, for sure. I, I, d- I definitely agree there. Now, if you're watching along here, you can see Aces has up on the screen our game page for this game, which is also available as part of our premium subscription, our SBI plus subscription here. We're taking a look at the total movement, which we're just looking at this. Which one is this? Is this the 57 and a half or 57 here, Aces? Yeah, this is this is the 57 over there on Bet Rivers. And I, while you guys are talking, I'm just going through my workflow, baby, figuring out where I'm putting my money this weekend. So I apologize mm-hmm. if I wasn't following exactly what you guys were saying. But as Hardways just mentioned, I'm looking at our line movement tool and 57 Technically on a couple books right now is the alt, but it's the main line also for a couple books. But right here at that Tuesday at 1028 a.m., you see it plus or minus 107 on that 57 total. And then boom, right away, we're always all the way down to minus 120. That's kind of like a news move, but I haven't really seen any news in this football game. So I'm wondering what that's all about. I know you guys were talking about the totals, so that's kind of why I was looking into it. It immediately, though, not immediately, but it eventually got bet back up going back closer to that minus 107 number basically at their normal juice of minus 112 right now that, that was tuesday morning i wonder if that's when news on marvin harrison came out in, the, in that game that might be the news that you're looking at let's just pull that up and see when that news probably will play next oh yeah so maybe news came out early in the season or early in the week practice reports and then as it looked positive it kind of moved back up that would be my only guess there yeah maybe you can go back to the the game page or the uh, this week in college football page we can take a look at those schedules as the real jay-z had mentioned and we'll see just what it looks like because that points per game on ohio state now i'm kind of looking at it here that might be skewed by that 63 that they dropped on western kentucky western kentucky's no slouch on offense but they only scored 10 points in that game there (laughs) interesting to keep an eye on that yeah, and I think uh, as we focus on Maryland, I mean, we think Ohio State, obviously, number four is the better team. They're going to put up points. We're assuming that's going to happen. But I think the bigger question is, is Ohio State's team going to continue to slow down offenses and stop Tuli? If Tuli can put up points, you're likely going to hit the over. If not, it's going to be real close. And that probably means that they're going to cover the 20-point spread. So really, wh- the way I'm looking at it, is Ohio State's team going to slow down Tuli enough to stop Maryland from scoring to keep it under and to keep it over the spread. Well, here's what I'm thinking though. And I'm not going to disagree with you. I wouldn't go against anything you just said. Actually, I kind of agree, but in my opinion, after I've looked through everything in this game, this is something the mad man Woj and I didn't discuss this specific game. (laughs) I haven't looked into it too deeply yet, but I mean, this is kind of a game for me as far as betting what I look through right now, what I heard you guys talking about, I got my bankroll, right? I only have a certain percentage of that, that I put on the line every weekend. This is a game I probably just pass on because I'm not really seeing much there. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, I, I'm, I will certainly watch this game as it moves closer to kickoff. What time is this game? This game's a Saturday game. 11 a.m., baby. 11 a.m. Saturday. You're going to be up, sir? Uh, <laughs> i got to set my lineup here. <laughs> Fantasy, so yeah, I'll be up. I'm not going to be thrilled about it. Well, let's, mo- let's move on. Let's move on yeah. and get here on the podcast today. On, on the 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 college football rundown podcast that you are sleeping with one eye open because of a certain game coming up, Aces. Maybe you want to let the people know what game that is. Ooh, Iowa Purdue, baby. Wife is a Purdue fan, Purdue graduate. You know, this time of year comes around. It's it's always a 
a scary time in our household, especially for me, you know, <laughs> got to keep my eye open. Like you said, when I sleep at night, one eye open, but Iowa in this game, minus two and a half money line, minus one thirty. the Hawkeyes, us Hawkeyes, our favorite to win this one, which I'm happy about whether it comes to fruition, we will see total on this one, 38 and a half. Woof, I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. That's a low number. We're hammering the over. Obviously I was going to get them themselves. If you want to bet the Boilermakers, if you want to take my wife's side, you want to go against Mr. Aces High over here, then you're getting Purdue plus 120, 120 back in your pocket for the $100 bet. But I know the real Jay-Z is back in my Hawkeyes this weekend. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting, though. Um, kind of like we pointed out uh, in the email, looking at, again, sort of the totals. Or, again, as, these, as the season goes on, one thing I do a lot is – go through and look within um, our detailed matchup and look at points that are going for and against. So again, points for this year, Purdue's at 28, Iowa 22, obviously not quite as strong as offense, but defense, looking at the opponent's score, Purdue is giving up 29 points a game compared to Iowa's always solid defense of 16. So again, going back to what we're looking at or what I look at in the feature of it is, is Iowa's offense going to be able to match and keep up with that 29 points per game? I mean, I don't think so. I know they they got close last week with uh, uh, Michigan State, which I do have to correct from the email. It's not the Penn State goose egg still lingering on my mind, uh, but it was was a win against Michigan State. But can they put up those points? You count on their defense staying strong, kind of almost no matter who they play. They don't they don't generally get blown out. Again, Penn State aside, so again, you take a really strong offense. Is Iowa's team going to put up twenty nine? No. You don't, you don't think so? I think Aces might say that they're going to put up 59, but uh, that, that's just what I'm thinking here. Yeah, I, I don't know. 38 and a half, like uh, spreads, overs, uh, or totals, spreads, money lines in this game. I'm not really sure. I haven't I, I haven't watched much Purdue this year. I've watched a bunch of Iowa. So it's tough for me to really get from a film perspective what I like on this team. Now, they do have, feels like Tyrone Tracy has taken over as a lead back there. And they're strong. They can keep it on the ground. But, man, that 38 and a half, that just screams over to me. I know that Iowa's <laughs> solid, but they're giving up more points per game than Ohio State is, if you take a look at it. Well, you've got that, not outlier, but you've got the Penn State where they give up 31, which, again, really kind of offsets that. You kind of have some of those big numbers skewing things a little bit early in this year. But, again, obviously hitting hard on that 20, 29 points. But, I mean, they played Utah State, Iowa State, Western Michigan. I know Western Michigan, sure, they put up 41. But that even came super late in the game where they were trying to pile on points. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll watch and see how it plays out. I guess the one other big news that uh, the rundown did provide us that Cade McNamara is out for the year. So, Hawkeyes will be going with their backup. Is it Deacon Hill um, going to be the starter? Yeah, Deacon Hill. He's getting he's he's getting the keys to the offense, baby. I don't know if you want it's it's not like a BMW over there at LSU or Old Miss. It's kind of like you know your old Honda, but still he's getting the keys. Deacon Hill. I think he comes through for the Hawkeyes. You know, it's an offense where you don't have to be a phenomenal quarterback. You just gotta be decent. I was over here when you guys were talking. I know Mr. Hardways mentioned Tyrone Tracy Jr. So I was checking out his rushing yards for anyone that can't follow along with us and is listening to us. Feel free to hop on YouTube there and check out our platform as we're going through this. But I was looking at the player props we got here. Rushing yards, 38 and a half. It looks like where Tyrone Tracy was, which is pretty low for what you'll normally see for Mr. Tracy over there. But again, it's the Iowa defense. I was talking about the man, Deacon Hill, who's taking the keys, passing touchdowns over a half. I was kind of hoping to get a good number on that, but it's really not a great number. Minus 225 on the over. 
I, I, I'd stay away from that one for sure, but we'll see. I think he can lead the offense. I think Iowa wins this one. And, you know, head over there to the college football rundown, check out our podcast, and you'll see how much I think they're going to win this one, how confident I am in my pick. Hmm. <laughs> now, one thing – so now you got Kate McNamara. He's out with a torn ACL. And I believe Luke Lechi is out for the season as well. So that's two of their starting offensive players that are out. But let's take a look at the – let's see if we have – is it Eric All? Is the other tight end that they have there out of tight end university? Also tight known end as- university. Yeah. So what? let's see. Total touchdowns. If you want to take him to score a touchdown. And he is a big body guy. Red zone threat for sure. Over – one touch or to score a touchdown plus two ten as we're seeing there on the screen. Aces is showing us right now, right on our 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 college player props page. So there you go. If you if you like I do, I think I'm going to take him to score a touchdown here. I think if anybody's going to score a touchdown, if there's anybody that catches the ball now, let's just <laughs> Sean Williams. He's a running back plus one hundred five on him to score a touchdown. That that makes sense. But I don't even know. I couldn't name another wide receiver that I think is a, as big a playmaker as the tight end Eric All on Iowa. Uh, well, I think you hit it. If, if someone's going to catch the ball for a touchdown is, is the question. I mean, is this a game where Iowa just runs it out, limits the quarterback, sticks to their classic bread and butter of just running? I mean, again, obviously tight end university, they'll throw those short passes, but are they just going to run Purdue to death? I'm just looking at these stats out here on, on Mr. Deacon Hill. 6'3", 258 pounds. That's a big boy. I don't think he's running it in from the 20-yard line. <laughs> Likely not. I mean, yeah, that's my size over here, let me tell you. But it's it, we were talking about, you know, we're always talking about the better way to make a bet. Well, we saw that line for Deacon Hill to get that, you know, touchdown. So uh, obviously, you know what, if if I was going to go with the touchdown, I guess this is where I'm getting with it. I would just take Nico Regani, who is our wide receiver. If it's not Mr. All, it will be Regani getting that touchdown. So I just take these two, you know, to get a reception touchdown, see which one comes in. Hope it's maybe Regini because you're getting a better number at that 490 rather than Eric All. It's at that plus 210 you just mentioned. But maybe take them both rather than take taking the Deacon to get the touchdown there. <laughs> just just better numbers, you know, just a better way to play that, in my opinion. Yeah. What's his interceptions at real quick? Just want to see over. Yeah, not at negative. Not at, not at minus odds. So moving on. Going moving on. Going um, okay. So how about Wisconsin? <laughs> how about the – I know that the Madman Woj, he married a Wisconsinite. They're playing Rutgers. I don't think we have anybody in our – in our midst, that's a Rutgers fan, unfortunately. But yeah, Wisconsin and Rutgers, it's another one that's not close per se. It's a double-digit spread, certainly minus 13 for Wisconsin. Rutgers, if you do want to get them at plus 13 and a half, you can get that at, at normal juice at minus 110 over on points. bet. over under on this is 44, right in line with what I would expect for a Rutgers-Wisconsin Big Ten game. Jay-Z, have you looked at into this game at all? Well, again, just kind of stick with the same thing, looking a little bit more at points for points against looking at it again. It, it's early and the numbers are skewed with these um, uh, out-of-conference opponents early in the year. But that's when you look at Rutgers is actually scoring 30 points a game, which is a pretty big number. And Wisconsin uh, is giving up more points than usual. I mean, we look at Purdue that we were just talking about. They gave up 17, who's putting up points. Uh, the 14 number is my bigger question. Again, we saw Wisconsin struggle against Washington State. Um, what does this game turn into? Is it, is it a classic Big Ten slow running game with defense or these teams that are putting up points, are they able to put up points? Um, so, yeah, the, the thing that really threw me was um, when you look at it, with the total being 44 points, once you break that down, um, 
expected total for this game or the expected result for this game turns into a 29-15 win. So again, looking at it that way, is Rutgers, is the Wisconsin D that has been struggling a little bit early in the season going to be able to stop Rutgers offense that has been scoring regularly? Again, that both hinges on will the total cover, will it go over that 44, and also will they stay within that 14 points? For me, again, kind of like the other matchup, it's is the defense able to stop the offense that has been scoring quite a few points so far this season? Yeah, it's difficult for me to think that Rutgers is going to put up the kind of the points that they put up against some other teams in the past, 35 against Virginia Tech, 52 against Wagner last week, right? I mean, they against a defense that is probably better than Wisconsin, certainly, but is on the same level. Michigan, they only put up seven points. So it's I'm not sure that there is – a lot there for Rutgers. Now, Northwestern's defense is pretty good, too. They put up 24 against them. But we're going to be looking towards some – as we get more into conference games here in the next couple of weeks, we'll have more and better data. We'll be able to – those numbers will kind of that, – that variance from early in the season, it'll even itself out. Aces, maybe you could pull up the player props from this page. There's a bunch of guys that I'm interested in taking a look at and seeing what they look like for the uh, – for, the, for, the, for this game in particular. Got it up here. Where are we going, my friend? Uh, let's look direction. at uh, um, Dremel, um, the 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 wide receiver from Rutgers. I can't remember his first name off the top of my head. Christian. Um, Chris, yes, Christian Dremel. There, yeah. You go. Okay, so we've got twenty eight and a half. Seems low to me. Thirty two and a half. Yeah, if you're going to take the over on that, definitely take that on DraftKings. Right, minus one fifteen. I mean, he he doesn't accrue a ton of yards, but he does definitely score touchdowns. 28 and a half there, DraftKings, 29 and a half there, 32 and a half there at FanDuel. So definitely get that extra four yards if you're going to take him. And then how about Dyke for for uh, Wisconsin, the wide receiver there for Wisconsin? Chimera I'm going to go to the other function down here. We were just looking through the the uh, more interface. I like the more you know Excel-type guys. You're going to like these table formats a little bit. I'm just going to a different format, same information, but I'm going to type in here, Shamir Dyke. Where we want to go, receiving yards, I would be my guess. So there we are. Mm-hmm. And then you take a look here, you can see the variation, the wide variation in 36.5 on DraftKings and 42.5 on FanDuel. So whether you're taking the over or the under on that, make sure you. this is the perfect place to find the best line for that player prop in particular. And then it looks like for him to score a touchdown, plus 200. I would think that that's a pretty good number for that one. I don't know how many touchdowns he has on the season. I'm going to look that up real quick. But if you look at what he's done, he's a pretty good wide receiver. They can't get they can't get everything on the ground as much as Wisconsin might want to. So there's I think there's value in that touchdown on Shimer Dyke. Jay Z, what do you think? Well, I just like that Aces generously called out you guys in general when you referenced <laughs> Excel. Obviously, that was a pretty pointed target there, but that's okay. We can, we can move on from there. Um, you, you know, I mean. Player props, I, I don't do a lot of player, player props in uh, college as much. I, I mean, I, it's just not something I look into and dive into as much here. What um, You know, other than my favorites that Aces, I'm sure, has stable. we got Jaden Daniels, Shadour, and uh, K.J. Jefferson still loaded for his interceptions. <laughs> well, you know we're going to get to those later, my friend. We are definitely <laughs> going to jump into there. And you weren't here last week, so we the Hardways and I got quite a surprise for you when we do jump in there. But... I know it was a tar it was a target. You're right. You caught you caught the target, my friend. Over a half on receptions for Mr. 
real Jay-Z there for catching the target. He is the targeted demographic <laughs> with these Excel files. I want to I want to show you guys something, though. We haven't done this before, so let's take the time to do it right now. We're on the player props page for people that can't see it. If you're looking through these player props, let's say you are an Excel guy, which nothing wrong with that. I, I love those guys. You know, I, I love the real Jay-Z over there. You, you can just click this Excel button. It's going to download it to Excel. Boom. I'm going to pop it up over here on my screen. I'm going to try to pull it in for you guys, show you where it is. Downloads, sports betting, Intel props. I'm going to pop this up here, and then I'll show you guys real quick. Oh, look just at like that. that. Well, you, you got all, all the player props for that specific game right there for you to do what you want with. I don't know how you guys handle your data, but you can do it however you want once you download that file. So I want to bring that point up. We hadn't really gone over that yet. And I think it's a great feature over here on sportsbettingintel.com. That is a tremendous feature. It's not something that I use on a daily basis, but Jay-Z, I'm sure that's right up your workflow alley. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it hits in so many different ways. I mean, here when you're looking at receiving, you can just sort and filter right in there for receiving, total receiving yards. And you've got kind of your top guys and what you're looking at and you can, Sort out exactly who has best odds, what it's looking like. And again, a lot of that you can do on the screen right here um, within the website. But again, to be able to um, actually export it, manipulate however you want, it's fantastic. And it's not just in here. It's many other things on the uh, on the site we're able to export out. In, and it's such a great tool. All right. Okay. Um, moving on. I mean, there's another Big Ten game. There's one more that we can bet on here in Illinois, and that's Minnesota and Michigan. It's another huge spread, although this one hasn't moved quite as much as the Ohio State-Maryland one has. This one, Aces, maybe you could pull up the game page for this. I'm interested to see where this 18-and-a-half line has moved since it opened up. All right, let's check out uh, Bet Rivers. They do move a little bit more than your average book. They got the Camby odds over there. I hit up Minnesota plus 18-and-a-half, obviously. They did have a big jump down. It looks like they opened 110 here on Bet Rivers. Eh, it's not a big jump. The graph is a little bit deceiving because we're going from positive to negative. They jumped in minus 107. Still doesn't put them in that favorite range. For, well, not favorite range, but still doesn't put them, you know, in that even money range for the plus 18 and a half. But then jumped right back, you know, to plus 108. So, you know, not a lot of movement on that one. I can check out a different one if you want. FanDuel, I'll pull up here just to compare. Was plus money now sitting, you know, right around even money minus one. 13 no it's got a little bit of juice it's got a little bit of movement but what were you, what side were you looking to bet on that one uh michigan uh this michigan, michigan team is, is definitely a team that i think it has the makings of certainly a conference winner if not a playoff contender here and, and we'll see where the where harbaugh takes them but yeah so if you look at the spread on this one this one has bounced up and down quite a bit so it opened this is, is this the fando line or which line is this no, right now, this is Bet Rivers. Like I said, Bet Rivers moves those lines. This is the Bet Rivers lines over here, which is technically just Camby with the open here at minus 134. Yeah, so this is a Camby line. So it did go, man, it bounced all the way up, down 18 and a half. So right now, yeah, 18 and a half. You know, I'd love it to be 17, right? That I think that's wishful thinking, though. Not sure that this will get to 17. Maybe you could tease that down to 17 for me and just see what I'd have to pay on the juice. For that there minus 148 so basically one to one and a half there that's moved a lot as well yeah i don't know i might throw this in a teaser with something else here the over under on this is 46 now that seems low for a michigan team but that might be just my impression what do you guys think about that over 46 
Anybody? Um, you know what? I, I haven't been watching uh, those Gophers row the boat too much this year. So, Hayes, do you have any more uh, insight on that? I don't know. I mean, this is a Big Ten football game. You got to remember, and I know you're used to watching those guys that don't play defense, Mister Hardways. But these are Big Ten football teams. They play defense. So you're talking about a 46 over under. You know, Minnesota's not my favorite team. They're not the best team. Michigan is a very good football team, but still, you're playing a Big Ten defense. So you could very well get just a touchdown out of Minnesota, and then Michigan has to cover the rest of that themselves, which puts it at, you know, 39 if my math is accurate. So is Michigan going to score 39 points is kind of the question. I would say I I just I don't like the total there either way, in my opinion. Well, well, I suppose one thing, too, to just interject on that is not even saying can they score. Yes, they can. But again, a lot of like we've hit on the, these big 10 teams also run the ball. It's not just their defense. They run the ball a lot more. So, again, Minnesota gets a couple drives. They eat up a lot of clock. And again, that could just take away. And again, if Michigan already has a lead, all of a sudden fourth quarter comes around. There isn't time for them to keep piling on. And maybe they don't have the interest of doing it. They've got a big enough lead. There's no need to pile on. And again, some of these teams just eat the clock running. They might not win the game, but they can control the clock by running the ball still. Uh, so, I mean, counter argument to that. Like, I know that they want to control the clock and run the ball, but you have Blake Corum, who's averaging 4.7, 4.9 yards per carry and Minnesota's defense is okay but I mean Blake Corm could bust off a 74 yard touchdown out of the blue right and okay well Blake Corm's not playing because it's a blowout they got another guy in the backfield and Donovan Edwards who's almost as good as him and then yeah I mean I don't know I, I'm just that 46 seems low to me in general just with how Michigan can score you know they, uh, 34 and a half points per game and Minnesota is getting over 21 points per game put up on them. Let's just scroll down and see their schedule here. You know, Michigan schedule. Okay, yeah, East Carolina, 30 to 3, 35 to 7, 31 to 6. I guess they're not scoring as much as they used to in years past. It does seem a little lower. 45 points last week against Nebraska. For some, some, sometimes I get a little confused about last year versus this year. I feel like Michigan scored a lot last year versus this year. And maybe that's just me. And just to correct there, I wasn't saying that I have any doubt Michigan can run and score quick. It was more Minnesota. They they could just get driving with a big line and all of a sudden be running the ball and run the clock. That's more what I was talking about, a team that very well is going to be losing the game in the Big Ten still is going to continue to run the ball, and they may just eat enough clock that prevents Michigan from piling on points. Well, uh, that's – I mean, you're right. If there's anything – if there's one thing that P.J. Fleck is, it's stubborn, and the guy will – give his running back 35 carries, even when he's down three scores. So you're absolutely right in that regard. Well, I guess you're talking. I jumped over to here to the sportsbettingintel.com plus EV page. I, I saw a couple. I didn't see any EVs. I know you wanted to go more of the Michigan way, Mr. Hardways. I didn't see any on them. I did see if you want to roll the boat over there, you got a couple options as far <laughs> as. And how about this real, Jason? we got some Minnesota wild popping up out there. Come on, hockey's oh, coming. Hockey Woo. season. You got to be happy about that. But we're obviously interested in the Gophers in this one. So I popped over there. I saw Minnesota plus 13 and a half. Our system is showing that as plus EV on Bet Rivers. I can hop back here for you so you can see everything. It shows even value probability at 37.74%. That's what we're projecting it at. Odds probability, 37.04%. So not a huge difference. I jump over here to the Kelly calculator, put it in our bet. It automatically has the odds for here. I have my $200 bankroll. I don't want to go full Kelly, that's for sure. Half Kelly, my total bet amount is not accurate there. Let me type in 200. I got to reload my page. Apologies. 
I have to make sure my defaults are not set. So you guys cannot see my defaults. Minnesota, jump in there, that plus 13 and a half. Kelly calculator, plus 170 odds, $200 bankroll, half Kelly, 111. That's not, that's not a lot of edge, I guess. Where are we at here? 1.89%. Yeah, that's not coming up. That's not a big edge, but it should be bigger than that. So I'm not sure what the problem is. Yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, it's an interesting exper- a thought experiment, certainly. I'm, I'm just still kind of wondering why this this seems so low. And you think it is just due to the, the run games of both teams there, Jay-Z? I mean, again, like Ace has pointed out, once you get to Big Ten matchups, uh, again, I know Michigan, Ohio State, maybe are the, the two outliers that regularly are piling on points. But again, I think these games just can end up a little closer and a little tighter. And again, they just aren't as big of blowouts. I mean, again, the 46 does seem a little bit low. That would, that we said 46, but again, uh, I don't know. Clearly one probably just stay away from that total and, you know, see what you learn about Michigan this game. Yeah. It is a conference opponent. I'll tell you what, let's move on. Let's uh, let's get out <laughs> of the big 10 and let's get to something more exciting. How about SEC Pac 12? Where, where you want to go, Jay-Z? Well, you know, the Pac-12 Ducks have a bye this week. So, I mean, I've kind of taken the week off. Um, but, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, no, the UCLA-Washington State game I think should be interesting. Uh, Washington State's actually um, getting three and a half here um, against UCLA. Washington State, I think, has looked quite a bit better on the season so far. Um I'm just scrolling down here. I mean, obviously the big win against Oregon State last week, that high-scoring one. Um, they took down Wisconsin earlier, still undefeated. I mean, I think they've looked better um, so far this season. I mean, UCLA has been all right with their um, new freshman quarterback. But the fact that they're getting points, I, I like I like that. That that's Yeah, I don't, I don't quite that understand one. this at all. I do understand. I know Washington State's on the road. Chip Kelly, blah, blah, blah. But Washington State's undefeated. They've looked good doing what they've been doing. You've got a freshman quarterback over at UCLA. I think his name is Dante Moore there. You've got yep. Cameron Ward playing just tremendous football right now. We've talked about him on this podcast in the past. And they're scoring 45, 46 points per game. You know, they're giving up 25 and a half points per game. I know UCLA's defense is pretty good this year. But the fact that they're getting three and a hook, like that, I know that there's really no such thing as traps. <laughs> Sportsbooks don't set lines for traps, but this one feels kind of like a little trappy here with this. Like it just feels too good to be true. If you catch my draft. Yeah. And I mean, the one thing, as you point out, UCLA's defense, I mean, they've, they've played coastal Carolina, San Diego state, North Carolina, central uh, and Utah and Utah, who isn't putting up points who hasn't had Cameron rising playing. So again, when you look at their opponents, yeah, they're not putting up points and their defense looks good in theory, but it's more based on their opponents at this point than I'm going to guess their defense. If you're telling me they're going to slow down Washington State and keep them under 20 points, that that seems pretty far-fetched. Yeah, I'm interested to keep an eye on this one for sure. Aces, have you thought in any end of this game? I mean, Washington State beat a Decent Wisconsin team, and uh, they beat a Colorado State team that that certainly could score in this. They held them twenty four points. Yeah, I, I mean, I if I'm going somewhere, I'm probably going to go on the totals in this game. I'm not sure as far as who wins this football game. UCLA. I mean, what are they going to have like two hundred people in the stands cheering them on? Is not much home field advantage in this one. I guess that's just the way UCLA rolls until they get to the Big Ten. Then things will change. I, I, you know what I want to do? I want to go back. Actually, I'm going to go back to the plus EV. I'm going to see what we got in this. I bet you we got some stuff on totals because I know we've had some movement in this one. So I bet you we have some plus EV. Yeah, sure enough. UCLA 
what see let's go back to another plus ev bet here so if, if i'm gonna take that over it's at 67 and a half you know i i probably take an alternate line over so i guess that would be my look and i i think i remember what i did wrong here i in my total bankroll, I put in 200 last time for some reason, which wouldn't be the correct thing. So I have Kelly bet I'm putting 33. That makes sense. Putting $33 oh. down on this bet. So over 67 and a half, you know, that's something where I'm going to look at. It's more of a numbers game. I don't have a lean in this specific football game, especially on the team side. I was thinking I wanted to go to totals. Where's my logic? I'm going to jump over the sports bet intel.com plus EV page. See what they can show for me. 6.27% edge. That's not low. That's a pretty good number. So in answer to your question, that's where I'd go. And that's the reason why I would go there. Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. I I, I like that at getting plus 188 on 67 and a half, right? Basically almost 70 points there. I can see, I guess the, the concern, I don't see any problem here with Washington State. If you look through some of these advanced statistics, right? 288 plays this year, 49 drives, et cetera, et cetera. Success rate's pretty good. Explosiveness, power success. Everything that you would want to see on a, on a high-flying scoring offense, I guess the big concern would be if whether or not that UCLA can keep pace because UCLA's offense doesn't quite have the same firepower that the Washington State's offense does. So the Bruins might not be able to push put it up as much as the Washington State Cougars there. Yeah, for okay. sure. Great point there. Yeah. Um, and anywhere else, I know you mentioned SEC. Uh, there's a few good matchups there this week, but the other big one that I think we at least need to get a quick touch on from aces is the uh oklahoma texas game this week <laughs> did i know where you were going with that yes sir i did River we did not talk rivalry. about it hey did who who said it who, who has the balls to say that on this program go ahead either one the of the red river rivalry no Almost. you got it wrong yeah. real jay-z your turn red river rivalry Ooh, red river rivalry i love it i love it you got it sir <laughs> It's not the easiest thing in, in the sports world to say. Let me tell you, I've been doing it for years now in my professional podcast. And you know, I have a nationally, <laughs> internationally recognized podcast over there for college football. Oklahoma, Texas. Come on. This is going to be a football game. We got some line movement in this one. Before you could get Oklahoma plus seven. Ooh, that was an easy hammer. I didn't do it, of course, because I'm not going to bet against the Longhorns. Give me a break. <laughs> never, never would I do that. Plus, 185 right now. You can get on Oklahoma. You got to lay 215 if you want Texas. We got over under a 60 and a half. They're saying there's going to be some gunslinging out there. Mr. Ewers, I hope he's the man doing it all. But it's going to be a good game for you guys who like scoring. It's going to be a good game for people who like close football games. I don't know where my lean is in this one because I'd always want Texas, but I'm not going to bet that number. It's no good. Well, yeah, I mean, let's take a look at the props on this game because that that seven, well, moving down to five and a half scares me off a lot of that game. But we had we touched on it, I think, last week, Aces, and we were looking at Jonathan Brooks and his rushing yards. I'd be interested to see what his rushing line is for this game, knowing that this game's over-under is higher and that more points are expected. And as you can see, so when we looked at it last week, his, his rushing line was 77, 78 and a half. And now the lowest you could find as, as the main line is 92 and a half. 93, 98 and a half actually up there on Caesar Sportsbook. So that has ticked up considerably, but it's not just the running game for Jonathan Brooks. He also catches the pass, catches the ball out of the backfield. He is kind of shaping up into being his own Bijan Robinson. And we take a look at what his receiving yards are. We can see here, let's see, I'm going to scroll down to my screen. Oh, you got it up here, here already. Okay, great. Yeah, so 11 and a half. And then you can take an alternate line there, 29 and a half. 
39 and a half. If this game is close and it turns into a lot of dump offs for Jonathan Brooks, getting plus 450 on his 39 and a half receiving yards. I know he's not hit that in a game yet this year, but can I see that happening? Yeah, I, I can. <laughs> Am I advocating taking this bet? Absolutely not. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying it is something that I certainly am going to be considering going into the weekend. What do you guys think about that? I'm just looking here to figure out an answer for you. I don't have one. I mean, I like it because I like to bet Texas. You know that. You know I like to bet Texas. But, I mean, I don't know who's going to get the ball is the problem. It's, that's the problem. Ewers, he could spread it across the field. He is an NFL-ready quarterback, in my opinion. You know, I hope he stays at Texas for a couple more years. I hope Mr. Manning sits back there on the sideline. As we're talking, I'm going through and seeing who else here. You know, because you, you're going to bet a guy to get receiving yards. You want to know who else his competition is, at least who the books say his competition is. So Mitchell here in receiving yards, 89 and a half set that plus 370 number. So there's a little bit of competition for him. We all know Xavier Worthy, you know, you're 76 and a half minus 115. You're not getting a great number on him. He is probably the bell cow in my opinion. So I, I don't know if I'd personally take it, but I don't hate the bet, Mr. Hardways. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's another guy on Oklahoma who's looked pretty good Recently, Andrew Anthony. Let's see what his receiving yards are. I, I would guess somewhere in the high 70s, if I were to take a guess here. Let me sort there. All right, let's see what the main line is. 60. Okay, so 61 and a half. So, I, okay, so that must have come back down to earth after a pretty mediocre performance last week from him. He was on a two game tear there, and I think he might only caught one or two passes last week. So that's why that's down. I mean, yeah, no question that points are going to be scored in this game over under sitting at. Where are we at with the silver under 16 and a half, right? There is definitely a lot to like if you like offense in this game in the Red Ribble, Red River. Yay! In the rivalry. Oh, for two. Come Thought on, we got to try it one more again. time. In the just, rivalry. Yeah. There you go. We'll just call it the rivalry. <laughs> I love the tongue twister. The madman, Woj, he's gotten so good at that too. It kind of disappoints me. I, I like when he really messed it up. But, you know, all jokes aside, this is going to be a fantastic football game. Whether you put a bet on it or not, I hope you guys all turn it, tune into it. 11 a.m. over there in Dallas. going to be great. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think everybody's going to enjoy themselves, whether despite or regardless of what type of football you, you watch. Jay-Z, is there anything else you want to touch on, or we can close it out with an SEC game? No, no. Where do you want to go? I was thinking we got a top 25 matchup. It's not big. It's not 12 and, five, and 3 like Texas is. Now, I did hear – Aces on the the podcast, the College Football Rundown podcast. You're thinking that Texas might jump up to number one this week if, if Georgia has a mediocre <laughs> showing against Kentucky. Is that correct? Did I hear that correctly? It's not my line of thought as to what should happen. It is my line of thought, though. If Georgia struggles again against Kentucky, they obviously struggled last week, and struggle is you know kind of air quotes word because they were playing a good football team in Auburn. The real Jay Z mentioned how it might be a close game last week in our in that preview email it was a close game i think if that happens again georgia is close against kentucky which is the game i'm assuming you're going to talk about here or want to talk about i do believe that texas with a win over oklahoma jumps in the polls georgia just because of the you know the body of work they beat alabama and alabama they're going to beat oklahoma their rival in this football game <laughs> being a, you know less than touchdown favorite so i just think their body of work in regards to how the polls see it will put them ahead of Georgia, not saying I agree with it. Yeah, I mean, Jay-Z, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, Georgia has looked not beatable, certainly, and as 
as they said, you need some air quotes there because Auburn's a good team and they won that game and they won by seven points. So there's no question that Georgia is a good, a good team, but is, is Carson Beck the same type of quarterback? Are they as strong on offense? They turned over quite a bit on defense this year as well. So should they be the number one team if Texas continues their run through college football? Yeah. I mean, I think that that'll be a great, great question. I mean, that's, that's why we play the games. I know, I know on the rundown you guys are talking about, Oh, if it's the top eight, where are they at now? I mean, we still got over half a season left. We got a lot of games to play a lot of action to see how it goes. But if Kentucky does make this competitive, I mean, it'll be interesting because the thing about them is that they haven't been passing the ball that well. So they are pretty one dimensional. Um, and if Georgia can't slow that down, I mean, it, it'll say a lot, I think, about Georgia and their and their defense this year. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Kentucky is, is a better running team than they are a passing team, certainly. But Tavion Robinson is, is – Tavion Robinson, that's his name, right? The wide receiver yeah, from – Yeah, from Kentucky. Uh, no slouch there, but I think if we look at his props, I would guess that it's probably – under 45 this week, it, it, what the books have it at, just because of the Georgia defense and everything. Uh, and, you know, the other big name in this game on the Kentucky side is certainly Ray Davis, and I would guess that his rushing yards are somewhere around 70. So let's look at Tavion Robinson first, and we'll see. Oh, Ray Davis. Okay, we got <laughs> Tavion Robinson there. All right, so I was I was about 10 yards off there, over under 35 and a half over on FanDuel for his receiving yards. Let's pull up, if you don't mind, Aces, Ray Davis and see. I would guess right at 72, 73 for Ray Davis and his rushing yards. What do we got? 71 and a half for FanDuel. Yeah, 70 and a half for Caesars. Okay. So, yeah, it is certainly lower than than what it's been, his, his totals. But that doesn't surprise me with the Georgia defense. So, with an over-under, let's see where that over-under is sitting at right now. Where did that over-under go? 47 and a half. That seems right about what I would expect for an SEC matchup of this caliber here. Nice. As you're talking, Mr. Highways, I'm pulling up this PDF because I know you love to print you out some PDFs <laughs> of Ray Davis's player props on touchdowns and yards. So I was just showing off one of the features. I know it's kind of a quirky <laughs> feature, but there's some a, people out there that might like it, and I find it interesting. It's a nice feature, and it's one that I certainly appreciate. I think I'm probably <laughs> the only one that still shows up to our college fantasy football draft with a binder and with actual physical papers these days. And that's just, again, that's showing my age here. But, yeah, I don't. I, I like having a paper, and I can mark off and write down notes and everything. like That's just how I like it. But, yeah, 45 and a half, or 47 and a half, 14 and a half on the spread on this one. Best line, if you're looking, as I am right now, 14 and a half minus 110 over on Caesars Sport, or uh, Bet River Sportsback plus 14 and a half for Kentucky over on Bet MGM, both at minus 110. And then 47 and a half, Bet MGM has the best line for the under. Bet Rivers has the best line for the over. I'm excited to watch this game. This game is at, it's an early game or, or what day? Mid, midday game, I believe, probably a 2 30 game. Uh, no, it's actually the six o'clock on ESPN. Oh, it's a night game. Okay, so six o'clock game over on ESPN. Then I would, I would guess. So that'll be some prime time watching there. That's going to compete though for my screen time with Ole Miss and Arkansas. <laughs> that over and on that game probably, I would guess. Last time I looked at it, it was sixty-one and a half. So that that game is one that I'll I'll have on in the background for sure. And then of course we had talked about it earlier that Michigan, Minnesota game. And then Notre Dame, Louisville. It's going to be a tough. It's going to be some tough decisions for screen time there at six o'clock. 
Well, hopefully you all got seven or eight screens and you're good to go, right? Yeah, because you got Miami going at seven o'clock too. So yeah, Miami, come on. <laughs> Jesus, get out of here with that nonsense, Hardways. We're talking the Big end. Ten. We're talking yes. Did you guys hear what Mr. Kirby Smart had to say today? He thought that every SEC team should be ranked. <laughs> every single SEC hmm. team? Yeah, that's, that's his opinion is that every single SEC team should be ranked. And I find that quite comical but he said it so well, yeah, be like 18 teams uh, next year it's gonna be most of the rankings yeah i know i mean they must think that you know i, I i'm not gonna say never mind i don't want to get into it but i mean back-to-back national championships can certainly buy you a little bit of leeway with the media i think hey vanderbilt's up and coming Woj loves him week one he always does now we got a little little uh we always have to bring this up at the end of our our video podcast here and that is of course Real Jay-Z's top player props here, his favorite guy in the whole of NCAA football there, Jaden Daniels and K.J. Jefferson. And let us we always have to look at K.J. Jefferson and see what his interception line is. Do we not? I think we do. Let me click on it here. Let's see where we <laughs> – the man has him on his fantasy football team. He probably hates this part of the segment, but it's a regular part, let me tell you. Over a half, minus 131, and the books are finally catching on that this guy throws picks. Let me tell you, because we were getting that much closer to even money in the earlier game, so we're at minus 131 on that. I think i got to take it. I think I have to take it. <laughs> That's a lot to pay. Juice is pretty good, though. All I want to see is, does Ole Miss even have an interception this, this season? It's a good question. I, I don't know off the top of my head, obviously. <laughs> one of you guys can look it up, but I can tell you they're going to have one next week. At least. <laughs> <laughs> wow, fair point. <laughs> Minus 130's worth of an interception there. Interesting, interesting. All right, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, Jay-Z, maybe you want to talk about your guy, Jay Daniels, anything there over 224 and a half. You're laying 670, 670 bucks to win win 100 on his passing yards there. The guy's probably going to throw for 300. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna light it up again. Uh, Ole Miss does have three picks on the season, so I guess chalk it up for four next week. There you go. Well, it's funny that that number's at 224 because – I mean, he threw over 400 last week. So, yes, I get it's minus 670, but still it's something that you can bet on the board and a pretty good <laughs> shot of getting it against this Arkansas defense. Yeah, I would say so. That Arkansas defense is nothing to write home about. And, again, this comes down to uh, what's the what's the line on this game? Do we find that out on this uh, on this LSU game? No, it's, it, LSU is actually playing Missouri this week. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. We were talking the Ole Miss-Arkansas with KJ. Yeah. Sorry, I'm all over the place. You got your favorites there, and I get all confused because I know you, you love some Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I mean, they they played a couple weeks ago. It was exciting. Yeah, but that that old Miss game or that uh, LSU game that's still pretty. I mean, that's a hefty over under there, sixty five and a half. Hmm. Okay, and then sixty two and a half for that Arkansas Ole Miss game. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of high over unders this week here, and then of course you got our, our, our team Iowa that we covered earlier with that thirty eight and a half. So yeah, a Big Ten football. Gotta love it. Okay, I think that's do it for us. Anything else you guys want to touch on this evening as we finish out our video podcast and using the tools here at SBI? Not for me. Let's close up shop. Ace, is anything you want to leave the people with? Nope. I got our uh, game board up here. Anybody that wants to look at it, this you can have this on your screen. Just head over to sportsbettingintel.com. Leave it up there on the monitor all day. Watch these lines move. Watch every game. We got this tile feature so you can. Tile the games. You can see them one by one, two by two, three by three, four by four, however you want it. You can see them all in one 
quick glance to see where you're putting your money. So I guess that's what I would leave the people with, Mr. Hardways. That's a great point there. And of course, we have a ton of assets and tools and analytics and everything on our website that we barely scratched the surface on. So head over there, take a look around, see what you like. Let us know if you have any questions. We're available to answer all those. we got a big college football weekend coming up. Of course, we have NFL. We've got Major League Baseball playoffs. Like, all right, can you believe that all four series were sweeps? This year, all four wildcard series, that is super surprising. We'll cover the divisional rounds here later this week and into next week as we get deeper into the playoff season. Then we got NHL, then we've got NBA. So no shortage over here at SBI. As we say over here at SBI, you don't always have to bet, but when you do, wager wisely. Red River Rivalry.